In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Well, as many of you may have heard, I, a middle-aged woman at 51, I'm getting married. <laughs> well, you're, you're awfully nice to clap for me. I've been given a beautiful second chance um, with my first kiss from high school, and, and it's awesome. Uh, but as you know, when you, when you get married, no matter how old you are, you not only marry a person, you marry their family. So part of this vacation that I took was about getting to know the Carroll family a little bit better. On the morning before I was to fly back home, I spent the morning with Aunt Mary. She's actually Chris's great aunt, and she is and has been her entire life a Roman Catholic nun. She was the youngest of 13 children born into a very Roman Catholic Irish family. She lives with Sister Dolly, who has basically been adopted by the family as Aunt Dolly. Now, Aunt Dolly was at their retreat center, but also wanted to talk with me, so we had that amazing experience of elderly trying to do FaceTime, <laughs> because um, these sisters are both uh, almost 90 or 90, and so Dolly was FaceTiming me, but mostly I saw up her nose or in her ear. <laughs> I love Aunt Mary and she loves me. And she's happy that I'm making her great nephew happy. And he took care of them in the pandemic and brought them groceries. He takes them to the doctor. They adore him. So if I make him happy, all is good. But it, when it comes to me being an Episcopal priest, this beautiful old nun kind of cocks her head as if she's looking at an alien form. <laughs> as if it's all so new. Not that she's angry or offended, but she really just doesn't understand. Her first question to Chris when he found out that, when he told them he was dating me is, does she believe in the real presence? That was the question. And poor Chris wasn't sure how to answer, but he said, I think so. <laughs> I told him, good, good job. <laughs> Aunt Dolly, in a later visit, cocked her head and said, do you really baptize babies? And I said, yes, I do. And as we were checking in on our lives, we said morning prayer together, and we said the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God, and she looked at me afterwards and said, do you really believe that? And I said, I really do. I really put my whole trust in that 
And she said, well, thank God. <laughs> Meanwhile, as Aunt Mary and Aunt Dolly are growing and expanding in their understanding of me, I'm growing and expanding along with Chris in our, in our relationship with his daughter, Jackie, who is 24 and trans. And so Chris raised a, what he thought was a son who's now a daughter, and we're learning all about her and her life. And we're stretching and growing, and we don't always understand. There is a great myth in the Christian church that has gone on for centuries. I like to call it the happiness hoax. The happiness hoax. We Christians somehow have come to understand or believe that Jesus calls us to be happy. And that if we're not happy, that means Jesus is mad at us. And if our lives are difficult, if we have to struggle to either understand new things or we just are going through a hard time, that God must be mad or that we've made a mistake somewhere back when that has caused all this pain and suffering. We think that if God really loved us, we would be happy and content that we would lead peaceful lives. And it's a very deep-seated hoax. Think about it for a moment. When have you grown the most in your life as a person? When have you learned the most? Was it when things were really comfortable and easy? Was it when you were watching your favorite movie, eating ice cream? Or did you grow when things were hard? When things were harder than you ever thought they could be? Did you grow when you encountered things you never thought you would experience? We are in a sermon series of four sermons, and Mark has done an incredible job on the first two. We are going through the four vital signs of the spiritual life. Because just like the physical body has vital signs, our breath, our pulse, our temperature, and our blood pressure, so the spiritual life, I believe, has ways that you can tell if you're doing okay. Number one, you want to be spending some time with God, right? How can you have a spiritual life if you have no relationship with the Creator? Number two, there has to be some flow of generosity from God through you to the world if you are to thrive spiritually. And today I want to focus with you on growth. In the Gospel for today, Jesus says, you think I came to bring peace? I didn't come to bring peace. I came to shake things up. I came to bring division, discord, struggle. This life is not a chance for us to relax. It is a training ground. Or as it says in the letter to the Hebrews that we read this morning, it is a race. A race of endurance, a race of strength, 
You were not created just to be happy. That comes later. Believe me, I know we long for that. We're designed for that. But this is not the time for us to be comfortable. Because when we're comfortable, we don't grow. And I'm so sorry that your lives are hard. My life is hard. But that's why we're here. Because God wants us to grow and expand in our understanding of other people, in our understanding of the world, in what we are called to do. And everything we go through, the harder, the more we can grow. Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. Whatever it is that you are struggling with, you have a choice. You can feel sorry for yourself, you can fall apart, or you can learn and pick it up and use it to help other people. We live in a battleground, a time of great division, but we have the opportunity to learn to love more deeply and more profoundly because of the struggles in our lives, in all of your lives. Yesterday, we buried a man of God, Bishop Charles Kaiser. He served as a chaplain in the Marines in Vietnam. Can you imagine? His primary job was to go into the battlefield and identify body parts and contact the families. And in the midst of that hell, what does he do? He decides to risk his life and dress up as Santa Claus, stuffing pillows in a Santa costume, and fly in a helicopter, which by the way, they were getting shot down all the time, to a Vietnamese orphanage so that he could pass out presents to the children. Now, after that kind of trauma, that man suffered PTSD like you couldn't believe. And he could have just given up. But instead, he used all of that pain and all of that struggle to love soldiers. And he ended up becoming the bishop of the armed forces so that he could help them because he knew the kind of things they had to see and endure. I didn't come here, Jesus says, to make things easy on you. I came to make them hard, and my life was hard. I walked through the worst of it for you and with you to show you how. So no matter what you have to go through, you walk through that with me, Jesus says. You take up your cross with me, and you use it for my glory, and you grow with me. You know, the spiritual life is different from the physical life in this way. Our bodies tend to grow very well up to a point, and then they plateau for a while. And then it's around 45 when you start really realizing you can't read as well, right? And then physically, our bodies start to decline. Well, the spiritual life is not like that. The spiritual life continues to grow. In fact, do not underestimate the power of a 78 or 99 year old 
woman who sits alone in her apartment and says she'll pray for you because she may look withered, but boy, she can pray. I believe it. The spiritual life only grows with the tenure of life itself. Everything that you go through can be a vehicle for your growth. It is up to you. It is up to you, my friends. And so I sat next to this beautiful old nun on the sofa, FaceTiming the other one, watching her nose. <laughs> and we cried together, and we held hands, and we talked about Jesus, and we both grew. I know our lives are so different one generation to another right now. We're going through such incredible transition with technology. We're going from families of 13 children to, uh, to families of same-gendered couples and all different kinds of people. It's beautiful, but it's different. But we loved each other, so we both grew, prayed, and then I got on the airplane to come home to you. And I'm grateful to be with you. I'm grateful that we run this race together. <laughs>